Friday night. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for Pam Dance's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. There's two people I know in the room that aren't compets. That's, that's cool. It's Friday. Yeah, coming in is cool. Yeah. It's been, I'm telling you guys, it's been a weird day. It's been a weird day. I realized today that I'm an adult. I'm 44 years old. I was walking down Geary Street. I saw a tiny bag of powder. I did not pick it up. I walked right by it. I didn't pick it up. I didn't check to see if it was meth or coke or crack. I didn't, I didn't look. I didn't think. I just let it go. I'm like, I am such an adult 10 years ago. That would have been, would have been like, well, we'll see. It could be heroin. What would I do? Never done that before. I have done fentanyl before, but that was because my ex-father-in-law was a cool guy, and on his deathbed, he willed me all of his drugs. <laughs> it was so nice. I was still married to my now ex-husband at the time, but I knew that his, I knew that my father-in-law loved me because he really knew me, you know? Like, he left me 59 Marinol. He tried that first Marinol, that, that pharmaceutical-grade THC. It's bullshit. It's crazy. It's, cr- it's like, what's happening? It's like crank weed. And he just couldn't handle it, so he, he gifted them to me. But I let, this, I let these drugs, I let these drugs just be on the street. I know I'm an adult. Also, people trust me to take care of their children, so I must be sort of an adult. I don't know. I was hanging out with a five-year-old today, and I realized that... Um, San Francisco, you're raising a bunch of cunts. <laughs> but I'm not having to say. I was at the, I'm at, I'm at the, the playground with a nice young five-year-old boy. He wants to swing on the swings. It's kind of a little girl in the way and he looks at her and he says, excuse me, can you move? And I said, please is nice. And he didn't say please. And the girl looks up at him and goes, nah. <laughs> And then, you know, when I start pushing the kid and he smacks her in the head, then she goes crying to her nanny. Cause and effect, you little snowflake bitches. These are some bad parents at Bernal Heights. Teach your children they don't get to have their way all the time. Can you move? No. Right? I know. What am I gonna? What am I gonna do? I'm, I'm gonna run to the other nanny and be like, "There, your child's being a dick." Because no, who knows where the parents are? Uh, what's the difference between a nanny and a mommy at the playground? Nothing. They're both on their cell phones. No one's paying attention to the kids. You know what I mean? They're just running around. Even the dogs have cell phones. I'm like the only one in San Francisco without a smartphone. I have, still have a dumb phone because I don't deserve nice things. I saw a baby. I saw a baby in a basket. I saw a baby today. A baby. It could barely even hold its own bottle, but it can hold an iPhone right there above its fucking little face. Right? I know. Just get the baby some of those VR goggles so that you can pretend you live somewhere else. I don't know. The child's five and it's like, I thought we lived in Fiji. Nope, nope, those are the VR glasses. We have this, we have this mountain home. It's amazing. These kids these days. That's another reason why I know I'm an adult. I say things like kids these days. <laughs> I'm only 44, I'm not dead yet. It's okay. I am a little bit freaked out. I had some existential crisis this week because Netflix shapes all our lives. <laughs> and 
But I watched the new the documentary on on Roe v. Wade, and it was really amazing and sad and enlightening. And I was like, I've got to do more abortion jokes. But beside that, I had to watch the inauguration of Trump in 2017. And I'm like watching it and I'm sitting there and I like started crying and I was like, this is real. This is really real. It took me like two years to realize this is really happening. But it's because it's because of all the legalized weed. They're just like, look over here, look over here, smoke this. <laughs> Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. I, I'm, I think the reason I've been so off the rails is I'm about to have my period and I'm starting to kind of get that, ugh, you know, like really crampy feeling like, ah, like I'm about, about to abort the ghost of Scalia. You know, it's going to be like a real bloody one. But I realize I'm having so much pain because the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, such voluminous robes, big benches. Get out of there. Can't make any decisions for myself. It's cool. It's fine. Take away my right to start a family. I don't want to start a family. Don't make me have a baby. I'm going to be, I would do terrible things. You don't get paid to be a mom. Like, right? I can't believe that we don't get, I mean, that's a whole nother Marxist thing. Own your labor, bitches. Like, it's called labor. And then you raise them, that's labor, but you don't have a W-2. There's no social security. Oh, wait, women aren't in charge. (laughs) Labor, it's real. (laughs) Taking care of kids. Women's work. Sucking dicks. Women's work. Yeah, I know sex workers aren't respected either. Yeah. I was just doing a slight Marxist rant about women owning their own labor. Yeah, so good. Well, but I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be a mom. I shouldn't never have kids if you force me, America, right now. And it could happen. This could happen any day. They could just repeal Roe v. Wade. And I am 44. And I still, this still can make babies. (laughs) So... If you make me have a baby, America, um, I'm going to need some new tools to drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can breathe while we're hanging out in the bar. Do you see? You, I am a nanny. I can't afford a nanny. Like, you put the baby in the trunk with a sleeping bag. It's safe. That's safe. So when it turns five, America, this baby that I don't want, uh, you know, it's still on one of those leashes with like a backpack because it keeps trying to throw itself into traffic. You know, my mommy didn't want me. (laughs) Nobody loves me. It's like, oh, oops, that was great. Then it turns seven, right? And it's in a kindergarten, you know, for the third time. And there's a parent-teacher conference. And uh, the teacher looks at me and she says, "Um, Miss Benjamin, you're... Your child said that you love alcohol more than it. And I said, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I didn't want the kid. And then it turns 12 and it starts doing ketamine. I'm like, who's your dealer? I can take you to Burning Man. We can finally really get to know each other. It's going to be fun. Bonding. Then at 15, teaches me the most amazing life hack if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours you don't eat your boogers you smoke them (laughs) from the mouths of babes genius then at 17 it dies right 17 years old cocaine heroin to the vein speedball right 17 years it's a 17 year late term abortion that is the latest late-term abortion you could ever have. <laughs> it was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. 
would have paid for that. I'm on Medi-Cal, you dumb fucks. How did you think I was going to pay for this kid? And I, I feel like I should write that joke out and send it to every Republican. And they're like, yeah, look at these liberal freaks with no morals. And I'm like... And then I'm like, the only reason that you guys don't like abortion is because you need poor women to have babies for your wars. Oh, oh shit. We are actually the means of production. Sorry, I'm just spouting like socialist things. Like, what? Where's the line? I know. You have to have poor, uneducated people to have people in the military, don't you? Sorry, it's not. I think it's funny because I live in San Francisco. You know why people in California can't have guns? Because they're always triggered. Oh, oh, I'm triggered. Oh, you said him or her instead of they and we. Ah! Language is political, though. It matters, right? Language matters. I mean, I don't want to call myself a feminist, but there's. Look at the other words out there, right? I'm a what man. <laughs> I'm a person. I'm a female. We are all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. It's a spelling joke. It's spelled with an I. I <laughs> like I am a feminist. It's a really difficult joke for people because it's weird to them. Like I, I can read. I must be a witch. Ah! <laughs> she can smell. Ah! Got a T nine that joke. Like how do you spell feminist? It's such. It's so crazy that like men put their name on everything, right? I mean, menstruation. The one thing you can't ever fucking do, ever, in the ever in the history of the entire world, you will never menstruate. And you think it's gross, and then you put your name all over it. What the fuck? What the fuck? Like the other one I get, right? I'm about to go through menopause. And I get it, men are gonna pause on me. They're gonna be like, no. Can't, can't get that bitch pregnant. She's no longer sexy. She's gross. Ah, she's a witch. Burn her. Ah. <laughs> I do. I went. I'm gonna. When I finally um, get my uterus to have disuse or to never use it for its God-intended purpose, whatever that means, I want to get a tattoo on my uterus of a tiny skeleton baby kitten, kitten, <laughs> kitten, like a cute little, like a little kitten all curled up down there, like just right on my uterus. It's gonna be so cute. It is, because I'm never having any babies. So that's 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 true. I can't, I can't at this point. I might as well get my tubes tied. Uh, I'll try to leave you guys with something s stronger than, than my kitten tattoo. Oh, I forgot to even time myself. <laughs> All time belongs to me. I'm like a god up here. Woo! <laughs> I feel like I'm in the cosmos sometimes with this new painting. Like, <laughs> Give me some acid and let me hang out at Mutiny Radio. Uh, I'll leave you guys with one actual joke. And since, since 2002, um, balls have been on the menu. I don't know if this has happened to you. Like, I grew up in the night, there were never any balls in my mouth. Suddenly, all balls. Why, when did we start that? Fine. Let's deal with my issues. I'm hungry. <laughs> so if you could dip your nutsack in some marshmallow fluff, and then roll one ball in chocolate chips, and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs. Because if I'm going to have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, I kind of want it to taste like summer camp. 
more dick, please. Less balls. Smore dick. A feminist, right? Woo! Thank you guys for listening to my... Do you feel warmed up? Do you feel warm? Good, good. I'm so glad you feel warm. Uh, we'll sing a little song, and then we'll get started with the comedy show. Uh, M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high High, high, high <laughs> I actually need to smoke a little more <laughs> M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. yeah, you're already here, you have no choice Ah! I made um, treats for everybody tonight, but they melted. I thought that I made my caramel and I put too much honey in it because I used this like honey and chestnuts from France. They were going to be really special. I ate one, so I'm feeling pretty good, but you have to scrape them off with a scrape, but I also have some different ones. So I know some of you don't do the weed, so I'm not worried about you, but I am worried about you and it's your birthday and that's exciting. Or does anybody have a problem if we smoke weed inside? Does that hurt anybody? Does everybody? Can I? Okay. Because if you have a problem, it's okay. We just don't do it, but we can. I, okay, good. We're all going to smoke weed. <laughs> Squeet! Your first comedian of the night. He is one of the masterminds behind Comedy Oakland out there at the Spice Monkey. Uh, doing shows all the time, Thursday through Sunday, yeah? Yeah. Sat- Thursday through Saturday. Thursday through Saturday. Look them up. Uh, they've been told on the internets and in the newspapers and things that it's they're the best comedy venue in the East Bay, which is pretty fucking awesome. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ira Summer! Ah, oh, thank you. This is exciting. Now I was going to do 10 minutes of menstruation material, and now Pam's just used it all up. So happy birthday. Uh, you look great for whatever age you're pretending to be. That's, that's nice. I, uh, so, uh, this is great. We're on the radio. I, I love listening to I, The news, the news is just more exciting now than it's ever been before. It is. Uh, every day, something new. Our president, he's going through national security advisors like the Defense for the Dark Arts instructors. It is phenomenal. Uh, I don't know if you were all paying attention last week. Last week, the FDA approved a new antidepressant drug uh, that was a nasal spray uh, with ketamine. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody in the Trump administration uh, realized that if you stick a hallucinogen up your nose, you're less depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? Who knew? I have no idea how expensive this is going to be. I don't know. The problem is I have have United Healthcare, so I don't think I'm going to be able to get an antidepressant nasal spray. Uh, if I end up being sad, uh, all I get are emotional support animals. That's pretty much it. I don't know when California legalized animals for medicinal use. Uh, when I was a child, that's not the way it worked. Animals were purely for recreational use. <laughs> that was it. You have your animal, you play with it at home. That's all you do. You know, now, now, somehow, if you're really sad, Go into a doctor, get a prescription. They start you off, something light. Here, take two goldfish and call me in the morning. <laughs> you work your way up, you see somebody on the street with a ferret, you know they're about to snap any minute. Ah, <laughs> uh, but no, that's not what we used to do. Yeah, you could you could play with your pets at home. If you had if you had this feeling in the gut of your stomach that you were sad and you were depressed, my grandmother told us that was hunger. 
That was hunger. You're sad, have a brisket sandwich. That's what you do. Most, most sadness can be covered with food. Uh, if you're really sad, cake. Cake is what it takes. Uh, that's the way I was raised. I tried to raise my kids that way. Feed them. <laughs> Give them an eating disorder, then they won't be sad. <laughs> but my, uh, my older son, he went vegan. He went, I don't know, I, how, how do they deal with depression? How do you deal with depression if you can't eat meat? That's just not something my mom got upset. She's just pissed at me because suddenly now my child is ruined for the rest of his life. Uh, uh, it's um, uh, trying to deal with, uh, yeah. So anyway, I, um, so because of all this uh, sadness, trying to not deal with it. Anyway, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be healthier right now, trying to take better care of myself. Uh, so, uh, you know, again, trying to do, do these sorts of things. Last week, I figure, fine, I'll eat healthier. For lunch, I ordered a salad. Visa flagged that as suspicious activity. <laughs> no, apparently, there's nothing in my financial history indicating that I might ever purchase a salad. <laughs> which seems so unfair. No, Super Bowl Sunday, I ordered $200 of pizza and beer. Visa didn't even blink an eye. Visa basically looked at this and said, ah, oh, Ira's sad, he's eating alone again. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of things, if you're trying to take better care of yourself, you gotta, you gotta it's, it's a whole lifestyle change. Uh, I'm doing a lot of traveling, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get to the airport earlier, take more time. I was actually very happy to hear that our president finally grounded the 737, the, the planes that were crashing. You know, it took him a little while. Two people, two people got sick eating romaine lettuce that were banned in a minute, in a minute. Two planes fall out of the sky. I'm not really sure that's anything we have to worry about. Clearly our president doesn't eat romaine lettuce, so we don't have to worry, that's, that's suddenly a deadly thing we have to worry about. But I got to the airport, I got to the airport early, took my time, got in a plane, fly back up here. Uh, Southwest Airlines, got on early, I got the, the whole plane to, pre, pretty much to myself, stretched out in the second row, I'm relaxing. Flight attendant closes the door, comes up to me, and tells me that I need to move to the back of the plane to balance the weight in the plane. Just me. <laughs> Try and explain. I'm not as heavy as I look. I just ate a salad. <laughs> now apparently it takes more than one. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Ah. Uh, now I um, got a lot of stuff going on in my life uh, this year. A lot of exciting news. Uh, my uh, my youngest son uh, is getting engaged. Uh, actually, he got engaged. He's getting married. I guess that's what happens when you get engaged. Uh, who knew? Who knew? That was, uh, so yeah, he's getting married in October. Uh, so I'm, you know, this, is, this is both the happy and the sad. Um, you know, I was basically, I was, raised, I was raised in a traditional Jewish family. So again, as I mentioned before, if you're sad, uh, you eat. If you're happy, uh, you're missing something. You should eat more. Uh, clearly, it's a trap. It's a trap, something's about to go wrong. So my son's about to get married. 
it's good news. And the thing is like, okay, I love his fiance. I mean, Lucy, she's great. A lot of parents are thinking, oh, nobody's good enough for my child. No, he's practically 30. At this point, anybody's good enough for my child. <laughs> but they're, they're planning the wedding. Uh, but now I'm wondering, did my ex-wife and I set a good example of what a marriage is supposed to be? Uh, you know, does he understand that all his independence is now gone? <laughs> he doesn't get to make any choices anymore. <laughs> and he should be happy with that. Hopefully, you know, did I raise him right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we, have to, we have to try and figure out who gets to come to the wedding. Because uh, I think, I, I was about to say, they are planning the wedding. They are planning the wedding means Lucy's planning the wedding. Uh, at least my son's got that right. He really has no opinions. And, and that's good, because he's not going to be allowed to have any. Uh, but I, I, come from, I come from a pretty big family. I'm one of eight kids. Uh, my parents, my parents had kids in the 60s when everybody wanted to be the Kennedys, so that we were the Irish Catholic Jews. Uh, and, uh, and my ex-wife is one of five. So this is, you just start getting, you know, you start getting me, my siblings, her, her siblings, their significant others, their kids. You've got 80 people already coming to the wedding. Um, and that assumes that my kids have no friends, uh, which is something I worked on really hard. But, you know, then, so they're, they're working, they're going through all that. They put together a preliminary list uh, where I'm actually meeting her parents for the first time uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, I don't know if that's when my, you know, my son and his future fiance start handing out invoices. This is how much you're paying for. Uh, this is series that you're part of the series A funding for the wedding. And uh, yeah, you get to keep the, uh, you, you get to name the second grandchild for this amount of money. Uh, which is nice. I mean, my, uh, my ex-wife and I, when, when we were deciding how to get married, we had certain decisions that we were making. Uh, and I figured I'd turn I'd turn it into a game. Because uh, I, I love playing games and she was bad at them. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I got, to, I got to pick the religion of the kids. Um, so everybody hates them. Um, uh, you know, she, she, uh, she, she made me agree that we were going to be able to, you know, the kids would be allowed to have pets again for recreational use. None of this medicinal, you know, trying to work me up through the whole thing. Uh, I figured I had more time that we'd go through all the pets that had to, that were in their own enclosed space that I wouldn't have to touch or interact with. Uh, like goldfish or, you know, like, uh, like hamsters. You can stick them in a little thing and they can roll around. I don't have to really, it's like watching them on TV. I don't really have to like, because I don't like animals. I don't dislike animals. I don't hate animals. When I tell people I don't like animals, people think I hate animals, like I'm a monster. And animals are delicious. I wear them. They're wonderful. I like animals. But um, I, don't want, I don't get anything out of animals. Um, and... So yeah, which made, made it a little tough. I actually, um, yeah, ended up breaking up uh, with uh, yeah, the person I was dating uh, relatively recently. Combination of things. I, um, I told her I didn't like animals. Um, she just got, you know, she had just gotten uh, a dog. And I realized it wasn't for me, it was for the kids. 
but technically so were her breasts, and I love those. But the, uh, the other thing is I found out that, uh, that she, when she's sad, she doesn't eat. I don't, I don't know, I don't understand that. I don't understand who, she gets sad and she goes, I can't eat anymore, I'm just sad. Um, and yeah, I eat when I'm sad, I eat when I'm happy. I eat because there's food around. I eat because I'm running out of time. How much time do I have left? That's about it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much Comedy Clubhouse. Summer and his eating disorder. Yay! I relate so well. It was lovely. I, I love eating too. Your next comedian. Uh, he is so funny. He actually teaches me about the news. The last time I saw one of his sets, I learned. He's like, it's so funny. I don't like pay attention to any news, but then I'm like, I hear a comedian set and I'm like, oh my God, thank you for reading the news for me. You were the one who told me about the PG&E thing. I had no idea they were going bankrupt. I'm like, here, I'm like, thank you for the important news. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, Kevin Wong. Thank you. Give it up for Pam, huh? Can we do that? This is her clubhouse. Welcome. Welcome, all of you. Thank you guys for showing up. Thank you. Um, welcome to Support Your Friend Stream Night here at Mutiny Radio, right? Was that a little too deep? Seemed a little too deep, right? Ooh. Yeah, I, I do keep up on the news. I was trying to write little um, monologue stuff. The, the joke on PG&E is PG&E filed for bankruptcy. So they file for bankruptcy. Now they get to turn the lights off on themselves. So that was, <laughs> yep, that is what's going on. I um, Zach Zimmerman has a birthday. Can we get up for that, right? <laughs> birthday boy. Is there anything that's going on today that that conflicts with your birthday? Life. <laughs> Life. Well, I I ask because like every time every. On my birthday every day, I would always wish that somebody don't die. You know, because a big celebrity dies, that's with them for the rest of our birthday. You know, so I was like, baby, every year I go, Betty White, please don't die. That's my birthday wish. <laughs> I. Uh, is it? Oh, well then, yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, I, I, I wonder because I, I went and visited my friend and I, I caught the news that Michael Jackson passed away. I was like, yo, did you hear Michael Jackson died? He's like, yeah, did you hear it's my birthday? I like, no, I totally forgot it was your birthday. I have a friend. She is born on 9-11. Never forget unless it's Stephanie's birthday, right? So every year, that's what I wish for. I don't wish, I don't wish for anything, but I've had a good run. I'm 41, so it's a good run. I, anything can happen now. Now I just wish that Bush would die. That's all I want for my birthday. Not that big of a deal. Um, I saw Sears is closed. Anybody see that? Sears is closed? Saw that one. Great. How am I going to get into the mall now? Because that was my entrance into the mall. Like Nobody parked at Sears. So I went in through Sears. <laughs> right? So I did that, and I went, I had an appointment at LensCrafters. <laughs> I'm going to have to reschedule because I could not figure a way around it. I don't even know why I'm upset. I don't know why I'm upset. I have not shopped in Sears in like over 20 years. I've never shopped there in a very, very long time. It's a lot like the Raiders leaving and everybody's just getting a little pissy about that, you know? 
That's right. Raiders leaving. The store that I am pretty upset with that closed is Toys R Us. I'm pretty upset with that because they stayed open until midnight during Christmas. It was just me and a whole bunch of people that looked like me in dad jeans just bumping into each other going, who's Elsa? Who is Elsa? What does my son want to do with Elsa? <laughs> Anybody get flat tires? Yes? It, it's weird. It's, getting a flat tire is a lot like life just giving you a pop quiz, you know? It's like, what do you do when you don't recognize that sound that you're doing and you just keep driving until you're in the middle of Clayton? Then you realize you have a flat tire. What do you do? I don't know. That's I, I was clueless. I was completely clueless, and I went, great. What am I going to do? And I uh, I called AAA. Anybody call AAA after hours? It's the pits because they don't. It's not AAA anymore. It's random people in your area. Anybody with a flatbed and a winch. That's all it is. So the name of this place was called Quick Roadside Tow. It took them four hours. They should just rename it to, you're not going anywhere. That's exactly me. I was stuck in Clayton. So the guy called me. For some reason, like, these people, they, they have the thickest accent. Like, I, I couldn't understand. All I heard was, I'll be there in eight minutes. I'm like, all right, great. Hung up on him. 20 minutes goes by. And I call him back, and he's like, I'll be there in six. I was like, okay, this guy's not good at math. <laughs> this guy's horrible at math. I, I see the guy, and uh, he finally comes. I'm pretty upset. I'm doing the grouchy thing. I'm just kind of pouting. It's, uh, dude, I feel like my man card's just taken away because I can't help him. Like, I just stand here with my hands like this and watch my car go up on this flatbed. It's, uh, look, look at this. I, I saw a, a car. A guy, he looked very douchey looking. He's got cargo jeans and he's got like tribal tattoos. His car went into a ravine. His lifted truck went to the ravine, an apartment complex. I was like, this guy probably makes fun of women drivers and Asian drivers. Ha ha, you know, that's how I felt. A week later, it's me. Like I'm stuck here now. So I, uh, you know, the guy loads it up and he goes, then he goes, I have to get gas. I don't have any gas. So this is, this isn't, I, I'm not having any fun. Then by the time we get to the gas station, he goes, do I need anything to drink? <laughs> I was like, okay, this is an Uber ride for my car. This is fine. I'm, I'm still very upset. He wants his four stars. I get it. And as we're driving, he starts telling me stuff on, on why he's late. He goes, I'm late because I was playing video games with my nephew. That is what I did. So I'm getting more upset. And he goes, and he has cancer. He has cancer. He shows me his photos. I'm kind of slowly melting. I'm like, I don't like this, but he's, he's getting to me. He tells me the whole diagram with his whole family. He's like, yeah, so my brother's a lawyer. My, my sister is a doctor. That's their kid. They have cancer, and I'm just a tow truck driver, you know? I work at Subway. I'm like, oh, God, that's like me and my brother. My brother's got two kids, and, you know, and I'm this guy, so I kind of bonded with this guy for a little bit. <laughs> So for an hour and a half, we, 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 we drive, and uh, then we get to the uh, San Mateo Bridge, and he's like, oh, by the way, I don't have money, so you have to pay for this. You have to pay for the toll. I was like, my, my, my wallet is in my car. I can't do this. And he's urching forward. Then I hear this boop, boop. I was like, oh, my fast track took it. So like we just drove through, and yep. that was very cool. I enjoyed that. Thank you so much. I, uh, yeah, weddings, Ira's uh, youngest son is getting married. Do you know how much the wedding's going to be? No, I find out next 
Oh, okay. Because my my brother, when he got married, this is what happened. My dad actually had a little talk with me for some reason. He goes, all right, your brother's getting married. To let you know, the wedding is $33,000. Your brother is a quarter of a million dollars in debt because he went to law school. And so we're going to pay for a third. They're going to pay for a third. And you're going to pitch in. I love you. Bye-bye. And he, took, he takes off. So I, being the idiot I was, I was just kind of like walking back. I was dazed for like a whole week. I'm like, how am I going to pay for my brother's wedding? Until somebody goes, it's not your wedding. You don't have to pay for this shit, you know? So that took me a while to figure that out. I wasn't even stoned or anything. Like, I, I just did not understand that. I did. I'll pay for my brother's wedding. Yes. Yes. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, um... So, anybody see the rich kids getting into to college? Yeah. You guys care or not care? A little bit. That's that's how I felt. That's how I felt. That's exactly how I felt. But the way I, look, like Felicity Huffman, Desperate Housewife, paid fifteen grand to get her kid into college, right? Lori Laughlin paid five hundred thousand dollars. Jared Kushner's dad paid $2.5 million to get his kid into Harvard. So the dumber your kid is, the more you're going to have to donate. That's, <laughs> that's the point of what I'm trying to make. But the, so for college for me, my, my dad, he goes, I'll pay for half and you pay for half. That's the way it is. And uh, I dropped out because I, I go, I don't want to do this. I, do, I, I want to do graphic design. And I realized I, that's not something I'm passionate about. I actually hated sitting in front of a computer. I would much rather do something like, you know, like pursue your dreams. So I looked at it. I was like, baseball players make a lot of money, don't they? Huh? I just, <laughs> you're not going to do that. I think that's long gone. Anybody have business cards, comics? Anybody? Ira's got one. Do you? Really? Oh, okay. I wonder, to, I, I, no, I, I wonder, I wonder because a lot of people ask, like they go, hey, do you have a business card? And I don't, I don't have a business card because I think it's a little old school. I'm not into that. Then um, what happened was I kind of realized it all kind of came around because I want to get a haircut. I want to get a haircut. I go to this place called Shaky Razor. It's called Shaky Razor. Why? Because it's like, you can tell they have low self-esteem. Like you go to places like there's always like fantastic sands or like perfect cuts or whatever, you know, like straight, straight razors. This is called Shaky Razor. So I'm going to pay to like build your confidence up. That was my thing. I get in at 630. I see that they're closed at seven. I saw it on Yelp. So I go in. And I see three people sitting on the couch, and they're and they're just sitting there, kind of like bullshitting. So I, I go, okay, I'm here for a haircut, and they go, well, well, we're closed, we're closed. I was like, you guys close in half an hour. They're like, no, 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 we're we're closed now. We're we're wrapping up since you have an appointment. I was like, okay, I get it. It's fine, not a big deal. I go somewhere else. I go to Supercuts. It's fine. So I leave and I walk out the door. Then I hear somebody yell at me. I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? So I turn around and go, hey, here, have this. And he gives me his business card. That's when I realized what a business card really is. A business card is really, say, it's a very clever way to say, I can't help you right now, but here, take this and go fuck yourself. That's, <laughs> that is, I wish I had a whole pocket of fuck yous, you know, but I don't have any of that. That's just what I have. Just a, <laughs> a look into it. That's what you should have on your card. I just fuck you. <laughs> I'll help you later. Not that big. Ads, birthdays, Sears is closed. Rich kids. Okay. Um, really can't get into Michael Jackson. It, 
It's it's interesting though, right? Like you when you see Leaving Neverland. So yeah, it's this is why I found this guy is super lonely with a whole bunch of rooms. That's what I realized about Michael Jackson. But um it's just it's a little sad. I guess it's common knowledge. I I looked it up. The, the thing that got me about Neverland was they had elephants. They had elephants. I looked up how much it would cost to own an elephant for a lifetime. $1.2 million. Google goes 1.2, but you might want to consider buying a monkey. And they showed me this whole monkey thing. We could buy the monkeys are $1,500 to $4,000. So I went from elephants and peanuts to monkeys, monkeys and shit throwing. <laughs> then I saw this other thing that says, would elephants make good pets? Clicked on that. Correct answer, no. <laughs> no, because they are wild animals. That's right. But they did say baby elephants would cost between three thousand to or thirty thousand to forty thousand. Tusks are fifteen grand, right? So I figured that babies would just kind of pay for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you guys so much. Let's bring back Pam. Ending on a murdering elephant joke. Never thought that would happen here. Fantastic, it's trained. We're gonna move things around for our next performer, so we're gonna make the stage here, so if you guys, unless you wanna like be as backup dancers and be like, look at, you know what I mean? Uh, before we get to that, I'm gonna also put this light on here to give you a spotlight, because we're all prepared in this jury rate. It's like standing on things, and things are rubber banded to the other thing, and the... <laughs> The gels are on with clips. Like, it's, it's all kinds of crazy over here. All right. Hey, I enjoyed that very much. Kevin Wong. Everybody give it up again for Kevin Wong. Yay! Get, fuck elephants. Could you imagine, though, if someone actually had, like, a, if that became the new... Remember when all the bitches were taking pictures with tigers? What was that about? Were they real tigers, or was it like a... It was a strange Instagrammy thing. Uh, your next game, we'll, we'll have you turn this way so that you can face the thrones. Oh, he knows what he's doing. He's just, he's just getting ready to walk up on stage. He knows what's up. Uh, hey, he's all the way here from Sacramento. Thank you for driving all the way here and being awesome. Let's hear the jokes of Dan Smith. I had no idea to be next. I thought maybe Zach, we were doing this for Zach. I had no idea I was going to be next. How you guys doing tonight? Good. I'm Dan, the can't stand up comedian. All right, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not really handicapped, but I am really lazy. Sometimes I get carried on the stage and I just say, you know, you saw me get carried up here, right? Although sometimes I get carried up on stage and I get dropped. That sucks. Um, sorry. Um, I'm just gonna let you guys know right now. Uh, I've been in a chair my whole life. Uh, you know, I was born in a wheelchair. Well, I wasn't actually born in a wheelchair. That would have sucked for my mom. <laughs> Little tiny, little tiny tire tracks coming out of her badge. <laughs> Yuck. You know, I just want to put you guys at ease and tell you that uh, it's okay to laugh at the person in the wheelchair. This time. <laughs> this is like the one time you get to do it without being an asshole. So I'd run with that if I were you. Because I, I sure as shit can't. 
any of you guys are thinking, God, I recognize this guy from somewhere, but I can't think of where from. Here, let me help you out. Anybody? Anybody? Little blue and white picture on the parking lots? Yeah. It's not actually me, though. It's my great-great-uncle Jack. Wheelchairs running in our family. Um... I do drive. Uh, I've been. I drive a pickup truck with hand controls. Been driving for a long time now. Um, but this, to this day, my mom still worries about me getting behind the wheel, which I've never understood. I mean, the way I see it, she's always had less to worry about than other moms. It's not like I'm gonna get in an accident and end up in a fucking wheelchair for the rest of my life. <laughs> I was out walking my dogs a while ago, and uh, there was this guy yelled out at me. He said, hey, are you walking them, or are they walking you? <laughs> Dumbass. I said to him, actually, sir, uh, we're racing in the wheelchair Iditarod. <laughs> Good, you guys know what the Iditarod is. Good. I've told this joke, and people are like, what the hell is the Iditarod? <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, we uh, we cover 100 miles on pavement, being led by two dogs. Uh, I said, have you seen any other guys in chairs coming through here recently? He said, um, no. I said, sweet, I'm in the lead. <laughs> Although, uh, unfortunately, one of my dogs died recently. Um, yeah, it's sad. Um, the worst part is, though, that now that I'm down, now I'm down to one dog. So you could say I'm really racing with a handicap. Um, my wife and I are coming up on 13 years married. Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, sometimes people ask me if my wife is also in a wheelchair, which I just think is weird. I mean, I don't go around asking you guys, so does your spouse also ask really fucking stupid questions? My wife knew I was a good guy from the very beginning, though, because uh, she always knew that I would never run off with another woman. And uh, we never have to fight about the toilet seat being left up. But uh, we do get in fights sometimes. Uh, and, w and when we fight, uh, fighting with her is really frustrating. Because whenever she wants to get the last word in, she just goes upstairs. Um, speaking of fighting, I almost, I almost got into a fist fight with a guy last week, but, uh, I backed off at the last minute, uh, and it wasn't because I was afraid to fight him or anything, it's because I found out he has AIDS, and, uh, I just don't want to get involved in any gang wars, you know, Crips versus Bloods. Um... I've been, <laughs> I've been trying to quit drinking lately, um, I've been, but uh, if I get one more DUI in this thing, not only is my license going to get revoked, but my ride's going to get impounded. Yeah, and then I'm really going to be doing like pub crawl. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, I'm having a really hard time, though, because it is damn near impossible to find a 12-step program with a ramp. <laughs> Any you guys know any ADA AA programs for me? Let me know. Thanks. Um, okay, this is a new joke, so bear with me here. Um, being in a chair, I do get a lot of dumb questions. Um, one of the dumbest I've ever heard came when I was in college. Um, see, the IT guy in the college that I went to, he was also in a wheelchair. And uh, one day I was in the library talking to the librarian, and uh, she stopped what she was saying mid-sentence when the IT guy rolled by. And she asked me, do you know him? I, uh, I wanted to say, yeah, lady, because it's just one big fucking club we're in, you know? Like the, the Brotherhood of the Traveling Wheelies. <laughs> but uh, I was nice, and I said, we've met a couple times. Her next fucking question, I kid you not, was, is he your brother? <laughs> I said, wow, how did you know? You see... Adam and Eve, they each had a twin. Yeah, Anna and Steve. Uh, not many people know about Anna and Steve because they were completely left out of the Bible because God didn't want to admit that he fucked up on two of the first people, two of the first four humans he created. Um, so you come from Adam and Eve, but all people in wheelchairs, we come from Anna and Steve, uh, which is cool, though, because we automatically get into heaven no matter what. You know why? Because neither Anna nor Steve could reach that goddamn apple. <laughs> um, people with disabilities, uh, we get made fun of sometimes. We get called some pretty mean names. Um, one of the names that really pisses me off, uh, it's a name that's used to talk about a certain type of disability. It starts with an R. Um, you guys probably already need to know what word I'm talking about, but I'm going to say it anyway. Republican. <laughs> um, I turned 40 recently. Uh, just had a birthday. Yeah, a lot of people are depressed when they turn 40, but uh, I was excited. And I still am. I'm over the hill now. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> On wheels. Fuck yeah. Um, you know, actually being in a chair, it's not so bad most of the time, but uh, I'll tell you, the biggest fuck you in all of society, it's posted out of, outside of every goddamn elevator. It's that little fucking sign, in case of fire, use stairs. Right below that little sign, there should be another little sign with a picture of me on fire. <laughs> should say management not responsible for barbecued cripples. <laughs> Stop it. I can say the C word. But uh, I tell you what, if I ever am in a fire, I'm getting out of that burning building no matter what. And here's why. If I die, there's a stairway to heaven and a highway to hell. <laughs> At least hell is ADA compliant. That's my time, ladies and gentlemen. Throw me a like on Facebook at Dan the Can't Stand Up Comedian. 
Pam, thank you very much for having me tonight. This has been a lot of fun. Dan Smith, everybody. Yeah. Dan, I can't stand that comedian. Uh, is that your Instagram handle? Facebook. All right. Yay. Uh, thanks, Jonathan, for running the door. Thanks for doing that. We've got people at the door, which is exciting. I think that they want to come in, which is great. And we've got we've got people in. There we go. Back, he's like back to the corner, safety corner. You can pull something down, or everyone can like reorganize themselves. Oh, look at all the people coming in. This is very exciting. Look at that. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, right on. I got I'm like, look, we'll, 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 uh, while the people are coming in. I will uh, talk about things before your next meeting. He's, it's his birthday, which is very exciting. Yeah. But we'll wait till everybody's in and settled before we, like, make you tell jokes. Yeah. No, I can, I can tell you. All right. Welcome. Thank you for being here. It's like, it's, 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 it's 10 bucks, but it's just my door guy just left right as we were doing. He has to go to skateboard hockey. That's, that's happens. Um, well, I mean, it's just that my door guy was like out the door. It's just, it's fine. You can pay me at the end. It's okay. It's just like, it's, it's just, it's just, it's funny. Cause my door, like my door guy's like, I gotta go to skateboard hockey. And I'm like, he's also my boyfriend. He's not just a door guy. He's good. He's also a good guy. He's a good guy. Yay. We're all, we'll just, we'll just re- get resettled and, and with each other. I'll, I'll tell another abortion joke. Uh, you know, I, I, only have, I only have one regret about my second abortion. Uh, yeah, everyone's like, oh, really? Yeah, she said abortion. I only, have, I only have one regret about my second abortion. I got in there, and they put my legs in the stirrup, and they gave me this amazing drug called midazolam. I don't know if you guys know what it is. It's a short-living, fast-acting benzodiazepine. I love my drugs. Okay, so I'm, I get, they say, oh, you know, it's like this drug. Sometimes uh, during this like five-minute procedure, people talk, and sometimes they don't talk. And I said, has anyone ever told jokes? And they said, no, no, that's never happened. So I did a hot five. I like did a hot five. Uh, it was a bringer set. I left it there. Yeah. Uh, but my only regret about my second abortion is that I didn't get to tape the set. You know, I didn't get to. I didn't. I didn't get to bring in my iPhone. They made me put that to the side before I went in. So I'm like, did it really happen? Was it real? Like, is you know, it was it important? I don't know. It was just a set, I guess. It was, it was some funny jokes told to some doctors. I gave them some flyers. Don't think that it was for nothing. I, mean, I, I passed out flyers at the end of that thing. It was great. I said, hey, Muni Radio's right down the street. Watch guys come down and see a comedy show. They're like, mm, yeah, sure. They, they never came. So I was hoping to see a nurse one day and be like, oh, I remember you from my drug haze when you pulled the dead fetus out of me. Woohoo! I love, I think choice is so important. Um, so, yay. Abortion jokes forever. Your next comedian, don't think he's going to tell abortion jokes. I don't know, though. You're off the rails. You, you can comment on anything. We'll figure, we'll figure it out together. Uh, it's his birthday, and he just hosted Happy Hour. Thanks so much for doing that. You guys are going to laugh hysterically at the jokes of Zach Zimmerman. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. She's the captain of the ship known as Mutiny Radio. This place is awesome. Give it up for the venue as well. So, uh, yeah, last week was kind of a rough week for the 90s kids, right? Yeah? You were there. I know you were. You were in the craft. I know you were around for the 90s. (laughs) Know for a fact. Yeah, uh, Luke Perry died. That sucked. 
Yeah. The lead singer of Prodigy died. That sucked. Alex Trebek announced he had stage four cancer. That was rough. Stormy Daniels announced that she has a sold-out comedy tour coming. So my childhood dreams died. That sucked. You guys remember her, right? She was the one that did that stunt straight out of that Black Mirror episode, and she fucked that pig, and the whole country knew about it. Big political scandal. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I got in an argument on the internet. I don't know if you guys can tell this by looking at me, but I'm a big professional wrestling fan. We'll get into that later. Uh, it doesn't matter right now, but it totally fucking does because I was in this fucking wrestling chat group and somebody posted a picture of Miss Elizabeth from 1985. You remember Miss Elizabeth? She'd run around with the macho man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she'd be up on his shoulder and she'd carry his title belt. Macho Man was the shit. But Miss Elizabeth was on this fucking magazine ad from like 1985. And it said, Miss Elizabeth says, keep it clean. Don't flick that bean. Yeah. The fucked up part was all the fucking guys in the group going, what the fuck does bean mean? Uh. I'm like, really? You guys aren't fucking for real? They're like, what are you even talking about? We're like, man, you guys must have some disappointing la disappointed ladies at home. You know, I feel bad for these women. I really do. And then they're like, oh, fuck you, you fucking puss hound. We're not all caught up with the lingo, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, keep digging yourselves a hole. Maybe one day you'll dig yourselves out, providing you can find it. <laughs> and finally, they're like, fuck you, libtard. And that's how I knew I won the argument. Because <laughs> you don't have to come back from that one. But I did anyway. I was like, for not understanding clits, you motherfuckers are pretty sensitive, you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, the internet is a pretty fucked up place, I think we can all agree. It's fucked up. The Momo challenge thing, what the fuck was that? I don't even know if it was real or not. It was some hoax. They just posted some picture. It looked like Shelley Duvall from The Shining. But if you know what I'm talking about, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. It really did. She looked fucking terrified and like, they're talking about, I don't know what she was talking about. It doesn't fucking matter. The internet's a terrible place, right? You can fucking like go on, even if you're trying to use the internet for good purposes, you know what I mean? Like you go on the fucking YouTube and you try to look up like, how do you do your taxes? And some little 12 year old British kid tells you for some reason he knows. It's always a British kid and those kids are fucking super smart. But still all the comments are like, fuck you, you little bitch. Nice accent, pussy. <laughs> Like, he's 12 and he's helping. Like, what's the fucking problem? Like, no, the nicest comment section on the internet? Any guesses? Yeah, Pornhub. Nicest comment section on the fucking internet, for, by far. Every one of them. You, next time you're waiting for your video to load, go ahead and read some of the fucking comments. They're, they're ridiculous. They're like, this woman is a fucking goddess. I would have a parade for her every day and she would know just how loved she is. She just turns my dick to butter. Like, what? Wait, wait, wait. The same thing for arugula. Yeah, Google arugula. It'll fucking throw you down a really weird path. Yeah, and they're talking about arugula because she's also a vegetarian and a vegan. No slut shaming on, on Pornhub at all, right? No slut shaming, just slut praising. Uh, I saw the best comment I ever saw on Pornhub. This guy said, yeah, this chick's getting banged pretty hard. But you know what else bangs hard? My new single. Here's my link to my SoundCloud page. <laughs> For real. In case anybody wants to look him up, his name was the Dongcopter. So you know that dude spitting flames. Yeah, I wish I was the Dongcopter. That, that would have been fucking dope. 
But unfortunately, no. No, I'm not. Uh, as I said before, uh, I should mention that uh, I do love professional wrestling. But every time I mention that I love professional wrestling, somebody has to fucking shit in my cereal and be like, you know, it's fake, right? To which I have to reply, it's not fake, it's predetermined. Get all fucking defensive, you know? It's true, it is. It's just a choreographed stunt show. And also, really? You gotta fucking tell me that wrestling's fake? Really? You're gonna look at me and be like, you know, The Undertaker's not really dead. Really? You know Kane's not really a burn victim? Really? You know Chris Benoit didn't really kill his family? Wait, hold on. He really did. That's true. Tell me wrestling's fake now. Fucking Ronda Rousey's the champion. How fucking fake could it be? Pretty fucking fake. Um, do you guys like Game of Thrones? Yeah. yeah? You excited for the Battle of Fire and Ice to finally commence? Yes. Yeah! You guys like the White Walkers and shit? You think they're going to fucking win the throne? You think it's going to be White Walkers all day and that's going to be it? You guys think Khaleesi, you like Khaleesi riding around on the dragons and shit? Yeah. You know it's fucking fake, right? <laughs> Doesn't feel too good, does it? I'm going to start treating politics like people treat wrestling. Every time anybody mentions anything political to me at all, I'm going to be like, you know, it's fake, right? To which they'll have to reply, it's not fake, it's predetermined. And we're like, we know that's the fucking problem, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to get too political, but I am not a fan of the Trumpster fire. I'll just fucking say that right now. Uh, but I do feel for him in one way. And, uh, and that's that I know for a fact that he's not with his soulmate, you know? Soulmate's hard thing to find, but like seriously, like at least he gave it a shot. He fucking got, he mail ordered her and I guess that's tougher marriage to get out of than we thought it was, you know? <laughs> but uh, what could they possibly have in common other than fucking alcoholism? She's 30 years younger than him and from a different country. Like for real, like what, what, where's the Venn diagram where that's gonna work out, you know? So I like thinking that, you know, she had to do a bunch of shit that he wanted to do during the election, but after he got elected, he had to do a bunch of shit that she wanted to do because relationships are all about compromise, right? But every time he does shit that she wants to do, he gets accused of treason. <laughs> Sound guy loved that shit. But he gets all defensive about it. He's like, the fucking news people come up to him like, Mr. President, are you in bed with Russia? He's like, that's not what happened. That's fake news. And they're like, it's not fake. It's predetermined. <laughs> no, I, uh, I realized that the soulmate thing is hard to find. You know, you're certainly not going to find your fucking soulmate in 11th grade in AP English in your hometown. That's just statistically impossible, right? Do the math on this. I started, I'll tell you right now. I started fucking, I, I had this Coca-Cola and it was like, share Coke with. You guys remember those? Share Coke with Sharon. Share Coke with Dave. Share Coke with the team. Mine said, share Coke with a soulmate. And that's when it really hit me. I'm like, fuck, where am I going to find that? Do the math on this, folks. How many people live on planet Earth? Like 8 billion now. It's still counting. You probably find a fucking Google page where it's still counting. 8 billion people on this planet. How many of those are born in China? About 5 billion. Yeah, more than half. 50-50 shot. Divide that number in half because statistically that's how the population would have to grow, right? There'd be a 1 in 4 chance because she'd be a female for me uh, that my soulmate was born in China. Yeah, but you knew what they do to girls born in China, right? Yeah, she's been floating down the Yangtze River since the 80s. I'll just drink the fucking Coke. Oh, what, too dark for the room? Miss fucking goth over here is like, no, too fucking dark. That shit's great.
Yeah, uh, no, dating's fucking tough. I uh, I got kicked off of blackpeoplemeet.com. Not because I'm white, but because I kept trying to order by the pound. Oh, yeah, that's a fucking cannibalism joke. Bet you didn't see that coming, did ya? Somebody fucking got, I got off stage one time and somebody's like, I'd like to apologize for his racist remark. I'm like, do you even fucking listen? That shit, that was, that, that hurt my fucking feelings, you know? How dare he not listen to the fucking core of the matter, the phrasing of that fucking website, you know? Uh, yeah, it is tough. Dating is fucking hard. Um, I, uh, I, I prefer Stockholm Syndrome, you know? Because, like, first it's like, yeah, sure, it may have been a hostage situation, but now she's starting to take a liking to me, so we're getting married in a month. <laughs> I don't know why the cops are still here, really <laughs> killing the mood. So needless to say, I have a girlfriend now. That's not, that's true. No, it's not. I'm sorry. I had to break up with the last one. She was stupid. And her tits were faker than wrestling. But she kept being like, they're not fake, they're predetermined. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. That was a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, I should have known when I, like, that, that girl was hard to walk away from, too, because she, she suckered me in by inviting me to her house and giving me steak and a fucking blowjob in a hot tub. I'm not even kidding. Do you know how hard that is to walk away from? Pretty easy, because she was fucking nuts. So the last time I really talked to her, I came over to her house, and she was in her garage, and she's drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels by herself, smoking a blunt, playing her piano, and listening to fucking Portishead. And I was like, I, I may have stopped a suicide that night. <laughs> I don't know if you guys listen to Portishead, do you? You know what I'm talking about? Portishead's the music you, like, cut yourself in the shower to, because it's fucking depressing. I really did stop a suicide that night. But to me, I just, I don't care about the music. I just see the word Portishead on her fucking phone, right? Portis head and I realized it's all one word and then I started thinking this woman also has a 3d printer I got an idea for a portable shed company the porta shed that shit's a million dollar idea right get me on fucking shark tank <laughs> well I don't know if she heard a word I said didn't care about my idea all she said was I'm listening to the fucking song and I died laughing <laughs> so needless to say I need a place to stay but if any of you have a couch and a 3D printer, we should hang out because I have this really good idea. <laughs> All right, that's my time. I'm Zach Zimmerman. Thank you so much for yours. Yay with all his birthday times and birthday stuff and yay. That was Zach Zimmerman. I'm so glad that you talked about uh, Melania for a sec. Is that, what's her name? It's Melania. It's, Milan, it's Melania. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's Milan. It's Melania. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't know how to pronounce her name because she never speaks. <laughs> like, I, if she talk and say her name aloud once or twice, I might know what she sounds like. Can't even make fun of her accent because I've never heard her speak. <laughs> she speaks five languages. I'm like, pick a language. Say something. Anything. I get it. You know, third Wi-Fi's down. She's like, don't say it. She knows she's signed the DNR or the DNA. I don't know what they are. Poor girl. I don't know where she's from either. Is it Slovenia or Slovakia? Does anybody know? Slovenia? Oh, yeah, they both border Hungary. My God, she's starving, you know? <laughs> Feed that girl a sandwich. She looks so pretty when she frowns. I mean, I think that's why they hi hired her. Mar married, hired. There's a contract. Marriage is a contract. <laughs> sure, she knows all about contracts. Uh, your headliner tonight. What? 
I'm so excited that uh, he's here and that he's going to perform. I've known him for so many years. He was up in Portland and now he's back and we get to laugh at his jokes right now. Put your hands together for Eric Cash. Hi guys, what's happening? How are you? You don't have to answer that. It's okay. It's not your job to interact or anything. Fuck that. It's horse shit. I fucking hate it when comics talk to people, man. It fucking stresses me out. Like, I already had to fucking come out of the house. Like, I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. Jesus Christ. I can barely even do this. And it's just because I pretend you're not here. And it's cool. How are you doing? My name is Eric Cash. I'm a crazy person, by the way. Yeah. Uh, like a legitimate one. I have paperwork and stuff. I hang it on my fucking wall like my certificate of authenticity from the Franklin Mint. <coughs> Came with a whole bunch of trazodone. I, uh, that is true. I um, I recently came out of a four-year psychosis, and I picked the greatest timing to do it. Um, <laughs> I legitimately woke up in a psych ward two Novembers ago to find out that while I was out. <laughs> Orange face fascist had taken over the country with the help of a cartoon frog. <laughs> what I'm telling you is that I don't believe that any of you are real right now, and I'm pretty sure I'm still laying in that fucking bed on that shitty drug they give you. I, I, fuck, and I'm, I'm not kidding either. I, 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 like, you gotta understand, this is really fucking disorienting to me, okay? Like, the last time my brain was firing correctly, I was a little bit miffed off at Obama about drone strikes, and I wake up to this shit every fucking morning. I'm pretty sure I invented all of it. If I, look, seriously, if I don't walked up to any of you a decade ago and gone, Psst, check this out. 10 years, not only is Donald Trump gonna be a viable presidential candidate, <laughs> But he's also going to be the second coming of Mussolini and Hitler. Every one of you would have put change in my cup and walked away shaking your fucking heads. And now that's our reality every fucking day. If I walk out of mutiny tonight and one of the houseless people in the mission is strolling by pushing their shopping cart and just looks over at me and says something backwards in a language that doesn't exist, sprouts 11 legs from the back of their neck and then just tabletops and skitters across the road, I'm going to be like, yep, that's exactly where we're at right now. More fucking I don't I've been a comedian like 14 years uh, as a performer long before that and I've always done like really dark surreal shit on stage and uh there's one part of me that's like, man, I can't keep up with this horse shit. He threatened to throw a tiger at Kim Jong-il <laughs> on Twitter. And then there's another part of me that's like, I'm pretty sure I'm still in that bed and I did this to myself. There's no, there's no way that anybody else's poisoned fucking brain. But this is, this is the long-term effects of huffing glue as a teenager and the fucking formaldehyde in old English on a child brain. Like that's what's happening right now. I just like th th everything that we're living is like just proof that the world really did end in 2012, and humanity is just a fever dream bleeding out in a fucking alley somewhere. Like. <laughs> We're, this is this is the end of Jacob's ladder. That's what it is. 
<laughs> just next time you go to the check cashing place, you're going to walk up to the window and the lady's going to be like, <laughs> fuck, man. Nothing's fucking real anymore. Oh, God. You know, the thing that I hate the most is like, Clearly, we're at a pretty critical time, so you have to think about this shit all the time, which is annoying in and of itself. But then, like, the things that I have to think, just, like, I keep having to rethink what I was taught about the Third Reich in grade school, and I didn't, I never foresaw that. Like, I, like, I didn't think that I would have to scroll back through the lessons on Hitler that I got, but I remember very clearly as a child being told repeatedly what a great orator Hitler was which is a little blame shifty in retrospect <laughs> you're like oh here's this horrible tragedy where millions of people were murdered and an entire nation participated in it but you have to understand the man was a poet like, <laughs> but on top of it now that I look back I'm like maybe he fucking wasn't because I'm looking at his progeny and that dude has not finished a sentence in 36 fucking years and he's still leading a genocide like I don't like maybe Hitler was just as much of a fucking gibbering moron as this guy and hate is just that powerful like I, I, I don't he's like really like he's a great order he's a great order he's a great order he's a great order that's why they murdered the Jews and the gay people he's a great order he's said such great thing maybe he just said a bunch of hateful shit and a bunch of people wanted to watch him hurt people just like donald fucking trump like all these fucking guys that are reading james mason's siege and training with a fucking assault rifles they can't really think he's smart he just wants to hurt people that they want fucking hurt that's all it's fucking ha and i said that and a comedian friend of mine was like no 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 hitler was actually great orator like because you know there's like uh there's like videos and stuff of him. And I'm like, you don't fucking speak German. You don't even know what he was saying. You know, like, no, but I'm a performer and I could tell by his body language that, uh, you know, he really knew what he was doing. And I was like, hand it out a microphone. <laughs> Put any fucking idiot on the planet on a balcony and have him address 2,000 people without a microphone and he's going to look like a great fucking order. It doesn't matter. You know why? Because he's talking real loud and projecting his voice and gesticulating wildly. It looks like he knows what he's fucking talking about. <laughs> Every fucking time. He's a great order. He's a great order. He was fucking yelling, you idiot. You're a comedian. You should know this. Each and every one of us has been faking confidence and pretending like we know what we're fucking talking about our entire career. You should know exactly what it looks like, you shithead. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm a great order, too. Watch. Bat shit, tuna fish, chugga chugga. Fuck you. Don't I look like I know what I'm talking about? They're going to crown and fucking emperor, too. You know that, right? There's no way for this timeline to fucking unfold. Any, like, it's, there's no way. That's, like, people keep talking about, they're like, they're like, you got to vote blue no matter who in 2020. When have you ever seen a fascist let someone vote him out of office, you butthead? What the fuck is wrong with you? 
You give a fuck who you vote for? You didn't win last time. Jesus fucking Christ. Vote blue no matter who. They don't let you vote them out. That's not how fascism fucking works. What's going to happen is every screen in the country, every iPad, cell phone, television, the fucking POS system at your local bar is going to start flickering madly and emitting a high-pitched noise and then a two-second loop of Steve Harvey going, will flash on every screen and then pop, it'll go dead silent, and there he'll be, and they're going to be crowning him emperor of the fucking world, and he's going to be standing on some horrible dais, and the crown itself is just going to be like a red net back hat that says it ain't going to lick itself with a series of baby arms and alligator teeth sewn to it with fishing line and fucking barbed wire, and when they... (laughs) When they bring it onto his oddly quaffed square head. By the way, does that motherfucker look like he evolved on a planet with less gravity and when they moved him here, he just kind of squished a little bit? <laughs> when they actually bring it down, too, it's just you're, suddenly you're just going to watch Gary Busey's face erupt from his left shoulder and Carrot Top's face erupt from his right shoulder. They're just going to start barking at each other like two angry pit bulls fighting over a cut of meat and the head of the Arangus Sea is going to go, cut those fucking cameras off right now and that'll be our new emperor i'm done my name's eric cash have a great night i never wanted that to end <laughs> I, want, I want an encore yeah that would be i'd say eric cash for new new daily show host that would be amazing you could have a you could have a freak out rant in the middle of every show <laughs> so good that was really great i didn't want you to stop uh well that's uh that's all the comedians i guess i should uh leave i already did my melania joke well i'll finish it so um (laughs) melania right what she's ever speaks she's got to pick up a fucking thing as the first lady all the first ladies do things right like Michelle, Michelle did lots of things. It was great, you know. She like changed school lunches and hated fat kids or whatever, and made them work out. And she was like, "Get out there, fatty, and do something." And so that was cool. And I thought, well, where's Melania gonna? What's she gonna do? And I thought, well, maybe she'll just plagiarize Michelle and and hate the fat kids, but she'll champion it in a new way. And I think that she's gonna be the spokesperson for bulimia, right? Because like it makes kids four times the consumer, which is really great for the economy, I think. And then she's still dealing with like the don't be fat things, you just barf. And she's gonna teach them, you know, to regurgitate, reuse, recycle. She's really gonna be known as an environmentalist. Cause she's gonna get the kids to vomit into the composting, you guys. That's not the toilet, the compost, because that highly acidic vomit is great for the wine vines in Napa. We're gonna have a great year. The 2019 vintage is going to be just sweet. I can't wait. Thanks, Melania, helping out the country. Well, she's got to pick something, right? Like she was going to, she said for a while she was going to do anti-bullying and that makes sense um, because of, you know, Stockholm syndrome. (laughs) Because, you know, she's, she loves her captor. Don't be a bully. He's a bully. He's the biggest bully. Anyway, this has been a lot of fun. That was fucking Eric Cash. That was fucking great. Clap for Eric Cash again. Yay! And all the other comedians that you saw. Zach Zimmerman, it's his birthday. Kevin Wong's in the back. Dan Smith disappeared. Yeah, the other. And the first guy was Ira Summer. Oh, Jonathan, that was... 
No, Jonathan isn't a comedian. He just plays one on TV. Uh, no, that's is my boyfriend, Jonathan. You guys, I won't, I won't hold you captive any longer. I won't make you have stocks in them. You're like, get us out of there. Like, I won't let you leave. I'll let you leave. Uh, thanks to David Zunzu for running the ones and twos. And uh, we do this every every Friday. Tell a friend. It's Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Yay, bye, yay. Dope as hell, man. What, who produced that one? Is that B.I.? That's T.D., right? E? T.D.? Yeah, that's T.D. T.D. Did wow, that's he crazy. Did, he, he did all, I think, almost all of uh, explaining. Oh, really? With a little help of, uh, like, you know, P and E did, you know, they had, like, sample ideas and stuff like that. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryan. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is Darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's in San Francisco. It's the idea behind a rocky path. You, yeah. put, you plant your seeds. You don't just, it's the same thing. Uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Yeah. 
Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Navoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And stories.
as the letter says, she'll be alive until 3 a.m. And get them out of your goddamn. Oh, you seen that light? Mm -hmm. Okay, so can we get some rain? The San Francisco water supply. Uh, and some comedians are attracted. Swimming through a sea of. LaJoya, she'll be back next week. Out of a cement plant, but uh, shook him a little, you know. <laughs> well, my uncle Willard had this uh, used pet shop. It was uh, for used pets, and um, yeah, there's always something wrong with them, you know. And uh, so a guy came in one day and he said, uh, "How much is the doggy in the window?" That doggy out there in front. That dog run you a dollar. A dollar for a dog? Isn't that a little unusual? No. I don't know whether you noticed or not. He ain't got no claws on his right paw. Sort of a conversation piece. <laughs> yes, no, I wouldn't want that. What the devil's that over there? Oh, that's an owl. I can give you him for 375. But you wouldn't know it. He ain't got no feathers on his body. I got him down Biloxi and there was a storm come up or something. Blew all his feathers off. And uh, I've got purple feathers and chartreuse, and what you can do is put a little slick them on his belly and paste them on there, you know, and put him there in the parlor, and <laughs> well, it's a conversation piece like a dog. <laughs> yeah, I see. Oh, listen, incidentally, don't put your finger in that bowl. 
No, the reason I oh, took your finger off, didn't he? <laughs> oh, God, you know, it's a funny thing. You never have to feed that fish nothing. There's always some clown like yourself putting his finger in the bowl. <laughs> took it right off, didn't he? <laughs> oh, I bet that's smart, isn't it? Mm, that's a fun, yeah. Them things hit anything. Hit anything. <laughs> got him in the Amazon River. I never got it. Some guy dropped off here one day. <laughs> Over the beach out. Listen, I'll tell you what I can do. Um, I can give you that kangaroo over there for ten and a half. Come all the way from Australia. Most of them do. Uh, I got him as far as Muncie and he fell off a flat car and broke his tail. Now, you know, most of them sit back there on their tails like this. But this one, you gotta lean him again some. <laughs> oh, I don't believe I'd want that. I guess not. Listen, I've got a bull constrictor here. It's pregnant. I can give you that and uh, there's the white rats free. You want to see it? I'll let it out here. Oh, careful. Oh, Lord. Ma, come in here. That snake up and swallowed another customer.
see the paper laying on the sidewalk A little music from the house next door So I walk on up to the doorstep Through the screen and across the floor Ei 
people, flat, flat Black Classic coming to you. The special Muni Radio Comedy Festival Edition. We have a comic with us, Mr. Carl Berger. I, we will, I'll try to figure out how to work two microphones. I didn't think of that until just now, but he brought some records, I brought some records, and you're going to be listening to Muni Radio, and you're going to be coming down here for the county festival, or you're going to be in trouble.